Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Milniki, accompanied by Jacob Schrader. How are you doing today, Jacob? Good. Excited for a little special for the NFL trade deadline. Yep, and I will introduce that right now. We are doing a special. Yesterday was ridiculously crazy in the NFL. There was a record 10 same-day trades right before the deadline. I know the it made an instant impact once tj hawkinson was traded to the vikings it seemed like it was just all the trades were rolling right after that you had chase claypool go to the bears you had jeff wilson going to miami bradley chubb going to miami chase edmonds going to the broncos it was just a whirlwind yesterday my giants pretty much stayed quiet they did trade Kadarius tony last week to the chiefs for i believe a second and third a second rounder on if i'm remembering off the top of my head it wasn't a huge impact trade for the giants this year definitely having a draft pick is good we he was our number one pick last year never really panned out the majority of his time is season and a half spent with the giants he hasn't played he only has two i didn't realize that tony was a first round pick he was uh so when we traded with the bears the bears traded up to draft justin fields and we moved back from i believe having the 11th or 12th overall pick to the 19th pick and we took tony um i was excited about the pick but as most Gettleman's picks, they don't pan out. And he <laughs> definitely had character issues. He didn't fit into the new regime with Brian Dable. It, he's not much missed. He has two catches this year for zero yards. He's played in all of two games. So, hey, if he goes to the Chief, he, Chiefs, if he has a breakout with Pat Mahomes, that's fine. But I'm more than happy to get him off the roster and get some picks to rebuild for next year. But He was like get- a mini Odell. Yeah, I mean, Odell, though, when Odell came on the scene, Odell was just great. I think he had, you know, back-to-back seasons where – or three straight seasons where he was well over a 1,000 yards. Um, He was just phenomenal. Odell, like, his from 2014 to 2017, Odell was great for us. He really didn't start getting the character issues till after he signed that new contract – under Dave Gettleman, which didn't really amount to anything because then Gettleman traded him like a year after he signed that contract. He went to the Browns. Obviously we know that his Brown saga wasn't good. He went to the Rams, got his opponent, but yeah, his first three years, I'm looking at the, his stats right now, his first season with the giants and he only played in 12 games for us. He had 1300. Yeah. yeah. It was nuts. I had him in fantasy that year. Yeah, I he was remember, kind of the best receiver in the league for like a little bit as a rookie too. Yeah, I remember telling my manager, I had just started working at Fox Sports and I told my manager who was doing his draft and he needed some sleepers. And I said, take Odell Beckham Jr. I said, he's not going to start the year for the Giants, but wait, this kid is like electrifying. And I pretty much won him that season. Dang, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. 1,450 yards the following year, 1,367 the year after that. So his first three seasons with us, was fantastic then 2017 was when he got hurt he only played four games and then he had a tumultuous 2018 year with us and then he got traded the year after that i mean the first three years of his career are far and away his best three years listen if if he wants to come back to the giants we will welcome him back with open arms i don't think he's going to go back to the rams because i think the rams are going to be out of the playoffs by the time he's ready to come back which is i believe for for thanksgiving so I don't know where else he can go. Obviously, he could maybe go to the Bills. That would just be ridiculous. He could definitely still go to the Chiefs. I don't know if the Packers are going to be in it. Basically, Odell's going to want to go to a contender. And I know he still always has a heart for New York. The guy loves playing in big cities. That's why he loved Los Angeles so much. He would definitely come back to New York. But I'm getting way too ahead of myself because I'm getting excited that I could find yeah. my Odell Beckham jersey out of storage. <laughs> but... Let's get to the big trade that kicked things off yesterday, and that was TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings. The Vikings get Hawkinson. They get a 2023 fourth and a conditional 2023 fourth. The Lions get a 2023 second-round pick and a 2024 fourth-round pick. In my opinion, Jacob, I think the Lions got hosed on this one. How about you? Yeah, I I kind of agree. Uh, This one, you know, I I couldn't wait to to go on Twitter and read Twitter comments for this one because it's just absurd that the Lions traded the player who may well be their best player on offense to the Minnesota Vikings. 
Um, I mean, I know DeAndre Swift's good. I know Amon Ross St. Brown is good. But TJ Hawkinson, they drafted him eighth overall in the 2019 draft. He's been nothing but exceptional at the tight end position. And he's not used like he's not used like Mark Andrews is used. The Lions have other options. And I understand they 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 have other options and they could trade him, but they didn't get anything that's like gonna it doesn't wow you what they got. They basically got a second round pick for TJ Hawkinson. And and this dude's got two years left on their con on his contract. I mean, the the is it I don't think this is a horrible trade for the Lions, besides the fact that they traded him with the Vikings. If this was with anyone besides the Vikings, I would say just okay, right? This is kind of an even trade on both ends. But this puts the Vikings in a really good spot. Um, they really only have Justin Jefferson right now. I know Irv Smith is also out for like six to ten weeks. I mean, the Vikings just got a whole hell of a lot better. They got a, a, a tight end who's now their second best receiver and, and a, a great blocker. Um, I think the Vikings win this trade. I'm going to give it an A for the Vikings and a B for the Lions if we're, if we're doing trade grades. Um, I, I think this puts the Vikings in, you know, the Vikings basically need to beat for the 49ers to, to make a Super Bowl this year. That's kind of what it's looking like. And, and they just got some firepower. I don't know if they're better than them yet, but, but it's a close game when these two play. Yeah. The Vikings definitely needed that extra person to go along with Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen just hasn't been the guy. Irv Smith isn't like Kyle Rudolph in his prime. He has some nice games, some nice catches, but TJ Hawkinson's a star. I think if you're going to rate tight ends, you obviously have Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews that are in a totally different universe. And I think TJ Hawkinson's and is right in that next tier of I agree. really good tight ends. Let me correct myself from the beginning of the episode. I just looked up. So we got we tr- the Giants traded Tony for a third round pick and a sixth round pick. The fact that the Lions only got a second round pick and a third round pick from what I'm reading, I think the Lions could have got so much more for Hawkinson. I mean, if the Vikings are good, that 2023 second round pick, that's going to be in the, the late end of the second round. That's not getting picked. 33, 34, 35, you're going to be up there in the 50s in that second round pick. I don't think it was a a fantastic trade for the Lions. I think that 2024 fourth could have definitely been a a third round pick. I I don't know. I, I don't like the trade for the Lions. They definitely didn't get as many assets as they need. Hawkinson really is having a breakout season this year. He finally has chemistry with Jared Goff. I think that Lions A should have even should have kept Hawkinson for the, for another year or B definitely got value. So yeah. if I'm reading this, I agree with you. I think this is an A for the Vikings. I can't even think of a better tight end out there that yeah. was available. Obviously, Andrews and Kelsey aren't available, but I can't even think of a better tight end they could have traded for. Because in my opinion, I mean, Kittle's more of a blocking tight end now. I don't think he's longer that offensive threat that we're used to. He still is. It's just they're not using him like that. But for me, this is an – I would even go as far as say this is an A-plus for the Vikings. I, I I agree with you. I think that they are right up there now with the Eagles and with the, the Niners as being the team to beat in the NFC. Kirk Cousins has a nice weapon. Yeah. What do you think, though, Jacob, this does to Hawkinson's fantasy value? Yeah, so I almost drafted Hawkinson, right? I I, I, I almost drafted him, and I said, you know, Zach Ertz is still available. And Zach Ertz has been a good pick, right? He's actually kind of been excellent. But with DeAndre Hawkins coming back, it's kind of clear he's getting less targets. Um, I think this puts Hawkinson as the clear-cut tight end three in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um I think Ertz will continue to see less targets with with Hopkins, but Hawk, you know, Hawkinson is going to be the one B in that offense. You right? Know, maybe it's going to take two weeks, but that dude can really play football. He can really catch. You know, it, it just it seems like him and Kirk Cousins will be a good match. Kirk Cousins throws the ball pretty accurately. He can throw it deep a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I think this this boosts Amon Ross St. Brown a little bit too. Um. I think I saw a stat that said in games without TJ Hawkinson, Amonra averaged being the wide receiver two in the 2021 season. Um, it certainly helps Amonra. I don't know if it really actually hurts Justin Jefferson at all. Um, I think it, it may actually help Justin Jefferson get, you know, get, get giving him some space. If you line those two up on the same side, you're putting the safety in a tough spot. 
right? If if Justin Jefferson's going deep and Hawkinson's uh, in the middle of the field, um, I think Kirk Cousins puts him in a great spot. I think it, it's a boost to Minnesota. You know, Swift, it probably helps a little bit. It helps the Lions receivers a little bit. It hurts golf. Um, I think it helps the Vikings, guys. Yeah, it definitely does. You know, I said I like I would give the Vikings an A. I would I mean I'm maybe I'm being a little too hard on the Lions. They are getting some picks. Hawkinson really is cheap this year and then next year it's gonna be his fifth year option. He's gonna go nine point four million against the cap. And if the Lions are rebuilding, that's still a lot of money to give to a tight end. So I do understand that. But in that case, I'll give the Lions a B minus in this trade. Like I said, I still think they could have got more. In terms of fantasy, I agree with you. I think Hawkinson is right below Kelsey and Andrews at this point. I really can't. Maybe Zach Ertz is up there too, but Zach Ertz is old. Hawkinson's young. If you're in dynasty leagues, Hawkinson is a guy maybe you want to keep looking at because tight ends are hard to come by in consistent production. I lucked out having Zach Ertz this year, and he even he hasn't been totally consistent for me. Unless you have an Andrews or a Kelsey, it's hard to find consistency. I think Hawkinson can get that in Minnesota. I know that Kevin O'Connell, he was really a good offensive coordinator with the Rams, and he really utilized Tyler Higby a lot last year. Tyler Higby this year hasn't been getting utilized that he how he should with the Rams. You could see the Rams have kind of been a one-dimensional offense, just basically Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup this year. Yeah. Last year, I felt like Stafford spread the ball out a lot more. I think that with Irv Smith, he's definitely not as good as Hawkinson. I think Hawkinson is really going to, like you said, open up the field for Justin Jefferson. And if he's going to take away any targets, it's from Adam Thielen, who Adam Thielen, I don't even think really warrants a definite start every week. He really hasn't had that great of a year fantasy wise. I know a lot of people that have dropped him or just have them on his bench. So I think this is a boost for definitely not even just for for um, Justin Jefferson, but Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is going to get a lot more completions just being able to dump the ball off to TJ Hawkinson. So I think that all around, all Vikings guys between Cousins and Jefferson and Hawkinson are going to benefit. I think Adam Thielen, if anything, it's going to take away some targets from him. But definitely yeah. Vikings, this is a great trade. I think Herb Smith is droppable at this point as well. Yeah, when he comes back, if anything, you know, I, I think he's going to be out. Now I'm looking eight to ten weeks. I don't know if he plays again this regular season. In in the postseason, I can't imagine him having a starting gig, maybe going in and blocking some more. But very good trade. It'll be interesting to see what the Lions do with their picks, see where they finish. Maybe they're just trying to accumulate as many picks as they can and do more deals in the offseason. But for me, I'm going to say Vikings get an A on this. Lions get a B minus. Let's move on to, in my opinion, was the second biggest trade of the day. And that was Bradley Chubb going to the Dolphins. I knew Bradley Chubb was going to get traded, even though there were some whispers that the Broncos might want to work out a long-term deal with him. Let's be honest, the Broncos are not making the playoffs this year. They came in with so much promise but they've just been terrible. They did just beat the Jaguars in London, but they needed a last-minute comeback. They're not going to compete in that division when you have the Chiefs on top of it. The Bills are one of the best. So they did trade away Bradley Chubb, and they got a few good, a few uh, first round. They got a first round pick for next year, which is going to be huge for them. They got Chase Edmonds to help since Javante Adams is out. And I think that even next year with Melvin Gordon, this is probably his last year with the Broncos. I think between Javante Williams and Chase Edmonds, that's going to be a nice one-two punch. So Jacob, let me ask you, how do you view the Bradley Chubb, Jeff, Jeff Wilson trade to the Dolphins? Yeah. Um, you know, for, for fantasy implementations or implications, I'm only thinking about Jeff Wilson. I will say this does make the Dolphins a, uh, a serious contender, right? They already beat the Bills. Their weak spot is their defense, right? I don't know if this gives them a great defense. I, I think it gives them a – it certainly gives them a better defense. Um, I, I, I I like it because it shows that the, the Dolphins are kind of going all in this year, and I think they're, they're really in the right spot to do so. I mean, they're kind of showing they can compete with anyone. They have a, a top-five offense, but they, they really do have a bad defense. Um, it makes sense. It's a trade that makes sense. The Broncos, unfortunately, you know, they're kind of punting on the season. It's great. You, you got to be frustrated if you're the Broncos GM, because what are you three and five at this point? You kind of had to make that trade. 
especially given the division you're in. And now they have a $260 million quarterback and they're rebuilding at the same time. It, it just doesn't make so much sense. Yeah, I love Bradley Chubb going to Miami, and I think this puts Miami near the top of the AFC. They've already been trending toward the top. They had big wins against the Ravens and the Bills in back-to-back weeks. Tuo got hurt. He was gone against the Bengals, against the Patriots, um, and what was the other team? The Jets, I believe. No, not the Patriots. He was gone against the the Jets, the Dolphins, the Jets, sorry, I'm getting all confused. The Jets, the Bengals, and the Vikings, and Miami was 0-3 in those games. Tua comes back. They went against the Steelers. They won against the Lions. You are correct. You are correct. They do have a bad defense. They really have no pass rush whatsoever. We just saw Dalvin Cook ran all over them a few weeks ago. DeAndre Swift had a good game in his return. Now they get the pass rush behind Bradley Chubb. Their secondary isn't terrible. Xavier Howard's a good quarterback. He's been injured, though. That's why they have been giving up a lot of points. But now they get the pass rush that they need. I think this really makes Miami serious contenders. They know what they got on their offense. They needed to get a playmaker. It kind of reminds me of last season when Von Miller came over to the Rams. He was just, which was from the Broncos as well. So, it made an instant impact on defense. The Rams really did just have a mediocre defense. I know they had playmakers like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey there, but it did up their pass rush. And you could see it with the Rams this year. They're really missing Von Miller. I love this trade for, I love this trade for the Dolphins. I think that they get an A on this one. The Broncos, I'll give a B to. They are getting a first-round pick for Bradley Chubb. If they weren't going to get him for a long-term deal, you do get a number one pick. Again, the only unfortunate thing is, depending how far the Dolphins go in the playoffs, that might be a late first round, but it's still a first round nonetheless. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I think Chase Edmonds paired with Javante Williams for the next year, I think that's a good one-two punch. So I will give the Broncos a B. How about you? Yeah, you know... I kind of think this is a better trade for the Broncos in, to some degree. Okay. I mean, they did get a first round pick. I think Chubb is is good. I, I mean, he's he's a little bit behind the best of the best at his position. Um, you know, I don't know if it's a better trade for the Broncos, but I think it's about even for both teams. Um, I'm gonna say it's a B plus trade for both teams to me, just because the, the 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 Dolphins did give up something to, to get him, something legitimate that, you know, they did get this trade from this pick from the Niners, right. I've been seeing everywhere on Twitter that they traded uh, Trey Lance for Jalen Waddle, Bradley Chubb, um, and one more superstar. I can't quite remember who he was, but uh, they got three first round picks for that trade. I mean, the dolphins are in a good spot this year and they're kind of good in a good spot for the next like three years, right? The dolphins are kind of scary at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like the Dolphins. I think if you look at the AFC, they're the third best team right behind Buffalo and Kansas City. I think they're better than the Ravens. I think they're better than the Bengals. Definitely better than the Titans. I would rank Miami number three. I think this gets them better. Yeah, it was it was a solid trade for both teams. I have no no qualms about what the Broncos did. The Broncos know they're not competing. A first-round pick is still a first-round pick, even if it might be in the late 20s or maybe in the thirties, depending how good Miami does in the postseason. So very good. Jeff Wilson will get some carries when he, now on the dolphins, he was about to become fantasy irrelevant with Christian McCaffrey. So for you, Jeff Wilson owners, you could hold on to him. And I think chase Edmonds, again, I think he's going to be the starting quarterback a starting running back now in Denver. He's definitely going to get a lot of carries. So he, yeah. who, who do you think this is better for Jeff Wilson or chase Edmonds? I would say Chase Edmonds just because I think that the Broncos will run the ball a lot more than Miami. Miami still has a lot of a lot of hands to feed in that backfield. You still have Raheem Moser. You still have a few other guys that can run the ball. So and they throw it a lot. I mean, Tua had 382 passing yards against the Lions last week. I think when you look at Denver, Russell Wilson still doesn't have chemistry with his receivers. I think they are going to look to run the ball. So Edmonds definitely, I think, gets more value. Yeah, M- Mostert's been getting a lot of carries in, in Miami, too. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. He's been playing well. He's a good back. Yeah, so definitely this is a good trade for both teams. Let's move on to really a trade. I So I was on Twitter yesterday when I saw F- ESPN's Field Yates break this news, and I thought he was kidding that Chase, <laughs> Chase Claypool was going to the Bears. 
my first thing was what the bears why the bears the bears there's no way the bears are making the playoffs this year no way whatsoever then i'm like okay well maybe they need they're building for the future chase claypool's young he's still you know they, they need some reinforcements for justin fields but then i was like but chase claypool chase claypool's not a number one receiver why are you giving up a second round pick for a number one receiver? This trade made no sense to me. If it was a ploy to get Chase Claypool away from going to say the Packers within their division, that's one thing, but you gave up a second round pick. This reminds me when they literally traded up one spot, one spot. They had the third overall pick a few years ago and they traded up to get to the second overall pick, gave up a first rounder for Mitch Trubisky. How's that? How did that work out for you? <laughs> you could have had Pat Mahomes who went number 10 that year. You could have had Deshaun Watson who went later on in that round. And you got stuck with Mitch Trubisky and lost a first round pick for them. So for me, this is like you gave up a second round pick and you're a terrible team. You're going to be toward the top of the second round. You're going to be in the 30s, maybe low 40s. You can get a solid receiver in the second round, a receiver that's better than Chase Claypool, and you just gave it up for a mediocre receiver. This made no sense to me. I give the Bears a big fat D, and I'll even give them, I'll give them a D plus just to be nice. I think the Steelers really lucked out on this one because they are building for the future. And now they can get a a young rookie early in the second round because I still think the Bears are bad. I think the Steelers deserve a B plus on this borderline A minus and the Bears get a big fat D plus. How about you? You know, I I think the league actually likes Chase Claypool quite a bit. Um, I've seen quite a few like articles about how I don't know why it's so random, but NFL GMs love this kid. Um, he's pretty good. He put up a really good season as rookie year with Big Ben. But the Steelers, they, the Steelers have a lot of mouths to feed, right? They've got George Pickens, they've got Deontay Johnson, yep. they've got good wide receivers. They don't need Chase Claypool like this. Um, and, and giving him up for a second round pick. I mean, in, in terms of fantasy, I think his stock got even worse, right? He was kind yep. of uh, in, in, a, in a in a trifecta of receivers. And now he's only competing with Darnell Mooney, but he's got Justin Fields throwing him the ball. Right. I mean, the Bears are are going all in on Justin Fields. I don't know how it's going to work out. I mean, I think he's played okay actually the last two weeks, but he hasn't shown that he he deserves you trading your second round pick to to, to help him out. Um, I don't think he's the long term answer at Chicago. I I I, I don't know, but um, I agree. Right now, at least, this trade is silly. It, it doesn't make any sense. No, he definitely isn't isn't the future. Even in this game against the Bears, which he did okay. I'm not going to give him, like, major props. He still only threw for 151 yards. He averaged – that's an average of 6.6 yards per pass. Not great. And he did still take four sacks. It wasn't the Dallas's best game. I don't know what was going on with their defense, but it wasn't their best game. But I think this hurts Chase Claypool's value in fantasy – so much. I mean, people were talking up Darnell Mooney all all off season. He's been pretty much a fantasy bust this year. Even Allen Robinson last year wasn't great when he had Justin Fields as his quarterback. I think Chase Claypool loses a ton of value. Yes, if you are a Chase Claypool owner, you're probably going to have to start him because he is going to be the number one receiver there. But the winner out of this is everyone that owns George Pickens. George Pickens now is going to be over Deontay Johnson is going to be the number one guy in in Pittsburgh and him and Kenny Pickett already have a nice chemistry a nice rapport between them this trade allows him to build up that rapport more I think that if you're a Pickens owner you're just jumping for joy right now what do you think Jacob yeah I mean unfortunately for these guys they've got either Mitch Trubisky or um I can't remember his name but uh the the other court you know neither quarterback in Pittsburgh has done very well um Kenny Pickett is the Kenny record. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not starting any Pittsburgh wide receiver. I just can't with those quarterbacks. It's like an even worse version of Jameis Winston right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just makes them all. I mean, I, yeah, Deontay Johnson is pretty good, right? He he can really catch. And, and Pickens, I know he was drafted in the 2022 draft. He's He's been pretty good, too. It's just – you know, you're not throwing the ball for very many yards. You're throwing – Pickett's throwing for 180, 200 yards. I mean, he's gone above that, but 
I don't know. It, it, it's not a situation I like for fantasy. Really, any of the guys we've talked about on this trade, that none of them are 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 really looking good for for fantasy prospect going forward. Yeah, I understand that. I know the hesitation. I do like George Pickens paired up with Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh as well. Kenny Pickett, you know, he has looked decent since taking over the starting job. I think he is going to be a serviceable quarterback for the next few years. But I do think that if you're Chase Claypool owner, you're probably dropping. You're probably just shaking your head on this. Justin Fields ranks 25th in the league in total yards thrown. He has players that have have he has quarterbacks that have played only seven games compared to his eight that are well well ahead of him in this league in yards so if you're a chase claypool owner i'm sorry but finally jacob what would you say your trade grade are is for this trade uh i'm gonna give the bears a c i'm gonna give the steelers an a minus all right that's good we're about on the same page in that yeah all right, let's move on. While we are still talking about the Bears, the Bears gave up. This was the day before the trade deadline, but they traded disgruntled linebacker Roquan Smith to the Ravens. The Ravens get Smith. The Bears get a 2023 second, a 2023 fifth, and linebacker AJ Klein. I love this trade for the Ravens. The Ravens have been hurting in defense all year. They just have sustained an insurmountable amount of injuries. It has been their Achilles heel the past few weeks in their losses. They have given up big leads to Miami. They've given up leads to the Giants, to a few other teams, uh, the Bills in particular that they have played of late. I think Rokon Smith is going to be an immediate impact on the Ravens' defense. He is a great line. Well, I shouldn't say great, but he is a very good linebacker. He is going to fit right in in that defense. He's going to help their pass rush a ton. I love this trade for the Ravens. They did have to give up a second round pick for next year and a fifth round pick. That wasn't that wasn't terrible though. Uh, for the Bears, they they are getting some value from him. But I love this. I love this trade for the Ravens. I will give them a B because they did have to give up a few picks. It doesn't totally solve all their defense, but I'll say the Bears, even though I gave the Bears a D for their last pick, I'll, I'll give them a B- minus for this pick. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I mean, the 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 Ravens are still, you know, they were good before this trade. Um, obviously, their weakness was defense, but, you know, I've been watching some power rankings, and they're like top five, top seven in all of these lists. Um I think it makes a lot of sense for the Ravens. It's almost an identical trade to what the Dolphins did. Um, I'm going to guess they were, they were both inquiring about both players. Um, but, you know, I, I think this makes more sense for the Ravens. This made a lot of sense for the Bears before you saw that they traded for Claypool, right? They basically traded Roquan Smith for Chase Claypool, and they got uh, a fifth-round pick for it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. It, it literally makes no sense. Um, a star linebacker or or a linebacker and a wide receiver of the same caliber, the linebacker is is generally worth more, um, especially when you have two other wide receivers that you've drafted and are playing well. I mean, th- this – I mean, I, that, that was the Steelers, but still, I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense for the Bears. Right, it, it really doesn't. You need a good defense. Um, your your offense is it's not a pass first offense, anyways. Um, I don't know this it, this whole situation doesn't make sense for the Bears, right? Just grading this trade as it is. I mean, I think it's a it's an okay trade for the Bears. I would go kind of B's on both sides. Maybe a little bit better for the Ravens. Maybe an A minus for the Ravens because the the Ravens are really going to compete with this trade. Um, they're going to have a good defense. They obviously got some tough opponents in their in their conference. And these guys are basically saying, right, you know, we're not going to beat the Chiefs. We're not going to beat the Bills unless we have some semblance of a defense. Um, you just can't keep up with either of those two offenses. So I think this is the move to – I mean, the a- AFC just got crazy uh, competitive. Um, yeah. I know, the, I know the Ravens are in the NFC, but but still. The Ravens, why this helps them so much too is if you look at their division – they're they're in the division with the Browns that just beat the Bengals. The Browns, even though they only have three wins, this is the kicker. Deshaun Watson will be back 
in the ne- in the next month. He will be back on week 11. They need to up their game when, for when they have to face the Browns again because Deshaun Watson is a thousand times better than Jacoby Brissett right now. And this doesn't just affect this season, but affects next season too because they do have Roquan Smith under contract for next year. That That is going to be huge for the Ravens to have Roquan Smith going up against Deshaun Watson twice a year. You need a pass rush for Deshaun Watson. He is that good both with his arm and his legs. So for me, this is why this is an even, an even bigger deal for the Ravens than most other trades because they're not only thinking about this year, they're thinking about next year as well. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if the Browns can make the playoffs this year. That's kind of what I was just thinking about. They have an outside shot. I mean, I said a few weeks ago when I was doing this podcast with Robert that I think that they can be a sleeper wildcard team. If you look at the, the, if you look at the AFC right now and who the wildcard teams are, Miami isn't going anywhere. Miami's going to be a wildcard team. The Bengals they're, they're now without Jamar chase for the next four to six weeks. You, and they just lost Monday to the Browns. You don't know if they're still going to be there. The Jets just lost Brees Hall for the year, and we just see how bad they lost to the Patriots. I know they it was 22-17, but they got a garbage-time touchdown. They were getting demolished that entire game on offense. So the Jets aren't going to be in a wild card. Now you have the Browns, and you're going to get Deshaun Watson back. I think that the Browns are going to make the playoffs. I'll say I said it a few weeks ago, and I'm going to say it again. They do have a tough schedule coming up. Their next three games are against the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Bucks. So there is a good chance that after those games, they can go from three and five to three and eight, or at worst four and seven, because I do think that they can actually beat the Bucks. The Bucks are that bad. But then when Deshaun Watson gets back, you play the Texans, you play the Bengals who are ailing right now. They do have a favorable schedule once Deshaun Watson comes back. You're also going to play the Commanders. You're going to play the Steelers. You're going to play the Saints. I'm going to say it right here. I think that somehow the Browns are going to find a way to make the playoffs. What about you? Yeah. If their schedule is really that easy. It's interesting. It, it really is, though. I mean, the Browns could be pretty good. They, they really do have an okay defense. When Deshaun Watson gets back those last six games, they could run the table. They, they could, they'll could they definitely beat the Texans. That's no question. I think they could beat the Bengals. They just beat them without Deshaun Watson. They can beat the Ravens. They lost by three points to the Ravens in Baltimore without Deshaun Watson. They'll win that game. They'll definitely beat the Saints. They'll beat the Commanders, and they'll beat the Steelers. That's six wins right there when Deshaun Watson comes back. So if you could stay afloat, if let's let's be honest, the Browns aren't going to beat the Dolphins this week. They're not going to beat the Bells a week after. But if they can beat the Bucks and be four and seven when Deshaun Watson comes back and run the table and finish the year ten and seven, that gets you a final wild card spot. Yeah, and you're saying they're not going to beat the Bucks, but everyone's beating the Bucks right now. Yeah, no, I said I think they will beat the Bucks. Well, if they okay. can, yeah, if they can beat the Bucks, and if they can beat the Bucks. That will and they'll lose to the Dolphins and Bills. That'll make them four and seven when Deshaun Watson gets back. I think those final six games with Deshaun Watson are all winnable games. And if they finish the year ten and seven, that's a wild card spot, and that puts them right in the playoffs. Yeah, and Deshaun Watson is fun to watch. It'll be fun to you know if he makes the playoffs. That dude can can really play football. Oh yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, we can talk about Deshaun Watson at a later episode, but let's move on to a deal that wasn't at the trade deadline. It was about a week and a half ago, but I do want to highlight it because it was probably still the biggest trade of the last few weeks heading into the deadline, and that's Christian McCaffrey going to the 49ers. Jacob, we talked last week on our fantasy show how big of an impact Christian McCaffrey is. Christian McCaffrey, we knew he wasn't going to have a big game his first game with the 49ers. He had all 48 hours to learn the playbook. He he played a limited amount of snaps. Last week against the Rams, the guy couldn't be stopped. He's only the 11th player in history to throw, run, and catch a touchdown in a game. He did the triple crown. This guy can do anything, and it propels the Niners from being just a potential <laughs> NFC division winner to right there with the Eagles at t- as top of the NFC. I don't see this team coming up with anything short except the, the NFC championship game where I expect them to meet the Eagles. This is the best trade 
anyone could have made this whole trade deadline. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I watched that Rams Niners game and Christian McCaffrey, he was just kind of on another level, right? He was just basically better than everyone else in the field. Um, the passing touchdown was a, a nice little trick play, but just the the plays he made, the catches he made where he quickly spun out and Jalen Ramsey was just left five yards from where C-Mac was. And then the, the, the passing catch in the, the end zone was crazy. It was like he was a wide receiver. He went up above. You know, there were like three Rams defenders in that area, and C-Mac just went up and got it. Um, that, that touchdown really iced the game. I mean – it, 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 it's unbelievable to to see Max fantasy value. I think, I think it gives him a, a boost. I don't think he's crazy. I, I don't think he's really the number one back that may be wrong, but there's a lot of mouths to feed in San Francisco and Debo's going to be back. I think this puts the 49ers. I think this trade benefits the Niners more than it benefits any individual. Yeah. Um, I think the Niners to me, you know, I, oh, I thought, I thought last year the Niners were just unbelievable. Right. They're so good on offense. They're so good on defense. And, and they're not like crazy good on offense, but they're solid. At least they were solid. And now they're kind of unbelievable. Right. I think Jimmy G is the right quarterback right now. I don't think he's making mistakes and he's getting the ball to his receivers. I mean, he's got two really good receivers. He's got a really good tight end. And he's got a really good running back now. It doesn't get much better than that, especially when you have a great defense. Yeah, I agree with you. I wouldn't say – I don't know what to make the fantasy value. I think Christian McCaffrey is still a playmaker, whether he was on the Panthers, whether he's on the 49ers. I don't think that matters too much. What impresses me is how many – how dangerous just San Francisco is going to be. You're not going to know what they're going to do. They're going to be trick plays galore in that game. Jimmy G basically just needs to sit back and hand it off and throw only when necessary. And you look last week, he had a ridiculous completion percentage of like 84%, I want to say. Yeah. Like this team is going to come at you with so many different looks and is just going to confuse defenses around the league. Philadelphia better be worried because right now, if you ask me who I would pick in the NFC championship game between the Niners and the Eagles, I would say the Niners. I just think that there's so much more the Niners can do on the ground to just just really carve up the clock. That was their big thing against the Dallas in the NFC. I believe it was the wild card game last year when they upset them. They can just pound the ball with 15 play drives. They can take eight, nine minutes off the clock. Now you have McCaffrey and Samuel running. You're just going to wear defenses out. Oh yeah. That's just, you're going to have them gasp by halftime. I think this is a phenomenal trade for the Niners and they didn't even have to give up a first round pick for it. Yeah. I know they did give up a lot of picks, but when you have Christian McCaffrey, it, you give up whatever picks you need. I know hmm. he's injury prone, but this is a solid A for the Niners. And I'll give I'll give the Panthers a B plus because they did I mean, look, the Panthers won the first game without McCaffrey. They almost upset the Falcons next week. McCaffrey really they haven't been winning with him the, the last few years now they can go out and get some good draft picks so I give the Panthers a B plus and I give the 49ers an A how about you yeah I'll agree with those grades I think the the running back to some degree is a luxury position and a guy like McCaffrey it makes a lot of sense for him to be on a good team because he 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 puts the 49ers he gives them a big boost and he wasn't able to give the same boost to the Panthers because the Panthers just aren't competitive, right? I understand they've actually won a couple games recently. Um, but, you know, I think the Panthers got a reasonable amount for him. Um, I don't know how much he has left on his deal. But they got, you know, three – they got four legitimate draft picks. Um, and, yeah, you know, the, the, the 49ers are going to be good. They're going to be late-round picks, you know, late picks for the second round. But still, I mean, the the the, the Panthers are going to be able to trade up. They're going to be able to get the quarterback they need. Um, I think this is a solid deal for both sides. But I do actually put this as a better trade for the Niners because I think the 49ers could even be seen as Super Bowl favorites right now. I mean, they it's them and the Bills that are the only teams in the NFL that are just good on offense and defense, right? Eagles are another one of them. But I, I, I don't know. I don't think the Eagles are better than the Niners right now. Um, I, re- I really don't. I think if the Eagles and the Niners play, the, the Niners win. Yeah, I mean, I get a lot of slack for this because, or I get a lot of heat for this because I, and people call me biased because I'm a Giants fan, but I still haven't seen the Eagles beat 
a worthy opponent. I know they beat the Vikings in week two on Monday night, but that was the Vikings terrible, like the worst game they could have played. Kirk Cousins was awful. We know Kirk Cousins can't play in prime time. He looked terrible. Justin Jefferson barely even registered any points on the board. Other than that, the only other team that's up that's above 500 that the Eagles have played has been the has been the Cowboys and the Cowboys were starting Cooper Rush that game so they didn't really get a fair a fair yeah. challenge. I think the Niners beating the Rams twice even though the Rams aren't that good that's still a big deal. The Niners they have some solid wins this year. I know they got blown out by the Chiefs but again that was McCaffrey's first game after coming back. I think the Niners are the team to beat. They always seem to pick it up late. I know I've been reading articles too that give the Niners. I read on ESPN. I think they gave the Niners like a C minus for this deal. I don't care. You're trying to win now. Yeah. Let's be. You're honest. doing what the Rams did, and the Rams did win now, right? We're seeing yeah. that the Rams without Von Miller, without Odell, they're not the same team, right? This stuff really does matter, right? The Rams, yeah. if the Rams didn't trade for Von Miller last year, they don't win the Super Bowl, right? right? They, they may not even win a playoff game. You know, they'll beat the the beat the, the the Cardinals. But but you're telling me they're beating the Bucks without Von Miller, who caused so much havoc that game? I mean... Listen, this is a year where the Bucks are terrible, the Packers are terrible. Really, your own, your biggest competitions in the NFC, like I said, are the Eagles, are the Vikings. You do what you have to do to win. Let's be honest, Jimmy G's probably not going to be a 49er next year. I know he's doing very well with them this year, but they invested in Trey Lance. When Trey Lance is ready and comes back from injury, he's going to be the starter. You don't trade up and you yeah. don't draft him your third overall pick just to sit back and have him on the bench. Trey Lance is going to be the starter whether they like it or not. I think they saw what they have this year. They have a talented roster. They have a chance to win. They they won't have to see Tom Brady. They won't have to see Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs this year. They yeah. went out and got the best guy that they could. And for that, I give them an A. Call me crazy. If I'm the Niners, I'm trying to trade Trey Lance. I'm trying to see if I can get a first and a second round pick for Trey Lance and just re-sign Jimmy G. I mean, it's you just so hard yep. now. The guy's the guy's injured. He, what did he tear his a- ACL? Like it's you're not gonna get any value for him while he's still coming back from injury. Yeah. Um it's a good problem to have to some degree to have uh, such a such a good backup. But uh I mean, if, if the, the, the Niners, I, I guess they're not going to get anything if they trade Jimmy G. But I think Jimmy G is better than Trey Lance is for this offense. I mean, I understand Trey Lance is still young. But, you know, Jimmy G runs this offense well. I mean, he wins yeah. games for the 49ers. That's what he, you need him to do. Well, look, and when you have a roster that has Debo Samuel, that has that has Christian McCaffrey, you really just have to be a game manager. You don't have to throw for 300 yards in the game. You know, you, you're a run first offense and he fits that perfectly. He's a good leader. He doesn't make too many mistakes. He's the quarterback that they need. I agree. Well, let's move on to another. Well, while we're talking 49ers, the 49ers knowing that Jeff Wilson didn't really have a spot. Elijah Mitchell will be coming back from injury and will back up C-Mac. So they did trade Jeff Wilson to the Dolphins for a fifth round pick. Uh, I don't think much of this trade. I, I would give both teams just a B. I think it's fun. The Niners got a fifth-round pick for, for for Jeff Wilson after giving up a fifth-round pick for McCaffrey. So I, they compensated for there. I think Jeff Wilson is just a nice piece for the Dolphins to have. I think he's going to take a backseat to Raheem Mozart, like I said. But it gives them flexibility if Mozart either gets hurt they were both teammates in the San Francisco together, so they're aware of working with each. They work well with each other. So for me, this is just a, a, a trade where I just say it's a B. It's nothing special. Neither team had to give up much. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, I mean, I think this is an even trade relatively, but I actually think it's a great trade for both teams. I mean, the fact that the Niners, they're not going to need Jeff Wilson, right? It, it's been a while since um, their starter got hurt or their starter at the start of the season. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but I mean, they're, they're going to use C-Mac and, and Jeff Wilson's not really going to see much. And they got a fifth round pick. A fifth round pick is something, right? A fifth round pick is a lot more than I would have expected them to get for Jeff Wilson, right? And the, and, and the Dolphins need a, a running back, right? Raheem Mostert, he's fast in a straight line. I mean, Raheem Mostert is actually pretty good. I mean, when he was on the Niners, he was kind of a beast. Um, I think this is an A for both teams. I think the Dolphins needed another running back. Um, and I think the Niners got a fifth round pick for someone they're not going to use. So pretty good for them. Yeah, very good points. 
let's move on to the last marquee trade that we want to highlight. Again, there were some trades, other trades leading up to the deadline. You had Robert Quinn, the defensive lineman, went to the Eagles. I think that was a great pickup for the Eagles, going getting him from the Bears. Robbie Anderson basically got his way out of the Panthers, getting traded to the Cardinals. I don't think it makes too much of an impact for the Cardinals. Robbie Anderson's kind of a shell of him for himself. He hasn't been impactful for years. But we did want to highlight Naheem Hines going to Buffalo, the Colts uh, running back. I love this trade for the Bills. I think Naheem Hines is very underrated. I think he will be a solid one-two punch behind Devin Singletary. The Colts, let's face it, the Colts really aren't going anywhere this year. I know they're going to keep trying, but they're not. Zach Moss, I think that he just wasn't in the right system in Buffalo. I think running behind Jonathan Taylor, a bona fide number one guy, is going to increase his, not, not necessarily his value, but they're going to utilize him more. He's a third down back. He, Zach Moss isn't a starting back. So for me, I like the Bills. I'll give them a B for this trade. The Colts, they didn't really get much. I think you could have got maybe a few more draft picks. I don't know why necessarily focusing on Zach Moss. I'll give the Colts a C plus. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I agree. This is a better trade for the Bills. Um, the running backs have been okay. Singletary is good. You know, Singletary is pretty good. I think this is basically a backup to Singletary, and they can rotate these guys in and out, kind of how the Chiefs do. Right, the Chiefs have a lot of backs that they can all play all downs. Right, they really do. They don't really have a first down back. They don't really have a third down back. They've got two, debatably three, three down backs. Um, that's what Naheem Hines is. He's more of a third down back. Um, but the Bills don't really run the ball like crazy, anyways. And I think Singletary is a a, a pretty good talent, like a B B plus running back. Um, I'll, I'll give the Bills a, a B plus and the Colts a B minus. Um, if the the Niners got a fifth round pick for Jeff Wilson, the Colts should have gotten more than that for Naeem yep. Hines, and they I agree. did. I agree. And Naeem Hines, he's a receiving back too. Let's not let's not forget that. I think that was the one big thing the the Bills want were trying to do more with Singletary was making him a receiving back. Naeem Hines comes in, he can catch those passes. Zach Moss really couldn't. So I agree with you. This is a better trade for the Bills. I don't think it does much for Hines' fantasy outlook unless Singletary doesn't play. So I don't think it impacts fantasy that much right there, but definitely a good trade for the Bills. Okay, we are running out of time. So I wanted to highlight some I wanted to highlight some headlines that is just really baffling based on what we saw with the trade deadline. So let me ask you, Jacob. We'll go with headline number one. With with the Broncos giving up and trading Bradley Chubb. Are they pretty much just giving up on their season, do you think? This is a tough one because, you know, as I said, it seemed like the Broncos are giving up, but they just paid $260 million for what they thought was an elite quarterback. Right. Um, I was so- shocked, actually, to see that the Broncos were now 3-5 and five after that win. Um, I thought they were doing a little bit better. I think they had been doing better from a, a covering spread perspective because they were, you know, all their games were low scoring, and that's what I was seeing, but – to some degree, yeah, the, the Broncos are saying we're going to rebuild a little bit. Maybe our defense doesn't need to be so good. I'm just a little confused who they're going to sign. I mean, maybe they need an offensive lineman um, or, or or draft, really. Um, I could see them taking an offensive lineman. That could be helpful to them. But having a stud linebacker is is a rarity in the league. You don't just give that up. And if you do, you're, you're rebuilding. So I think that's what it says about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're basically they know they're not competing this season. I think they regret the Russell Wilson trade, but there's really not much you can do. You just sign them to that ridiculous deal. If anything, you look at the the success in Seattle that Pete Carroll's having with Geno Smith, and I think you have to attribute a lot of Russell Wilson's success to how Pete Carroll ran that organization. Broncos are doomed. They're stuck with Wilson. There's no way they could cut him. He's guaranteed the majority of that money. So I think right now trading away Bradley Chubb kind of signals that they're not going to have the cap space because Bradley Chubb, they can't, they couldn't keep it long-term for cheap. He's going to demand to be one of the top, the top defend, the top paid defenders in the league. They know they can't afford that. So they go out, they get some draft picks that they know that they can try to replenish it. They have some good young guys like Pat Sertan in the cornerback position. They're going to try to get some guys in the draft that are cheap 
because they're screwed for the next few years with that Russell Wilson contract. It's eating up so much of their salary cap that I, I don't I don't see them being competitive. I don't know if they make the playoffs with Russell Wilson as quarterback in the next five years. If I'm going to be that honest with you, they're in a tough division. The Chiefs are always going to be at the top. The Chargers are good, even though they haven't had the best year. They just they've had a ton of injuries. I think that the Broncos are doomed. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it's really it's looking like that. I mean, there's a reason why Brady always takes a small contract. It's so his team can be competitive. And not only did Wilson take a big contract, he has a fully guaranteed contract. Um, I think this was the contract. Oh, no, that was that was uh, Deshaun. But this one's pretty close to it. Um, I don't know. I, I wonder if they were taking trade uh, talks for Russell Wilson. I uh, It doesn't seem too far out of the realm, but I mean, I think – that would look pretty silly. I mean, who could trade for him right now? Like, no one's going to take on that contract. Yeah. Uh, I will say the success of Seattle and Geno, those two receivers are pretty good. Right? DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I mean, Tyler Lockett's pretty fucking good, too. And we know what DK Metcalf can do. Um, Seattle's pretty good. I mean, Seattle's defense is coming alive a little bit. Kenneth Walker's going off. Geno Smith is all of a sudden kind of a beast. I mean, throwing deep balls really, really well. He's always throwing a nice deep ball. Um, I thought he was kind of stupid on the Jets. Like, he he, he didn't always have great body language. He didn't always play smart. But he's playing really smart right now. He's in a community that really loves him. Um, I'm happy for Geno. But uh, this this whole Broncos situation – I bet he's happy about it too, to be honest. It's uh it's tough for the Broncos fans. Yeah. So sorry, Broncos, your season is kind of toast. So can't say I feel totally bad for you. You just can't seem to figure out the quarterback position, but looks like you failed on this one as well. All right. The next headline, mm-hmm. Jacob, I wanted to highlight is we talked about TJ Hawkinson and how it was a bad trade for the Lions. But I think the worst part is that the Lions traded him within their division. They traded him to the Vikings. Now they have to face him not only this year, but next year as well. And let's see if the Vikings sign him to a long-term deal. Why would the Vikings trade within their division? There had to be more interest in TJ Hawkinson. Why would they trade him to the Vikings? I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, This is like, this is like stupid. Um, that's like the biggest thing is you don't trade within your division. I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen that come up in offhand comments from, you know, NFL analysts and GMs. This is crazy. I mean, this is really, really crazy. Um, I mean, the Lions just make horrible decision after horrible decision. This is, this is them trading what may be their best player, just period to, to their biggest rival. Mm. Um, it doesn't make any sense. They didn't get a first round pick out of it. I mean, I, I don't know how you trade with any division and not get a first-round pick. Um, it baffles me, to be honest. Yeah, same th- same thing for me. I really – I just don't understand the Lions. You, you're going to be good next year. You, you are. You're so close this year. Even though the Lions are at, I believe, 1-7 one in, one in seven or 1-6, in six, something like that, they're better than their record says. They've had a lot of tough losses – that were, but I mean, the really the only game that got blown out was against the against the Patriots a few weeks ago, and they were missing the like half of their team. They did lose by a, by like I believe it was twenty four to six to the Cowboys, but they were in that game and they would have taken the lead if Jamal Williams didn't fumble at the one yard line. So for me with the Lions, I don't know why you just made your opponent better that you have to face twice a year. I know you are getting a draft pick in the second round for it, but you could have got so much more. Maybe that was the best price you were getting, but you really didn't have to trade Hawkinson this year. You could have held him on. You have him next year under contract. So for me, this just seems like a poor move. And as my brother, who's a big Lions fan, says, it doesn't matter that we got draft picks. We draft like crap anyway. So, <laughs> Well, you, you, you made a good pick with TJ Hawkinson. How'd that work yeah, out? Yeah, they did. And look what they did with him. <laughs> they just yeah. traded him away. But let's go with the last headline because then we are going to be out of time. We already talked about fantasy impact. Let's go with the last headline. Jacob, what probably surprised me the most is there were no deals, and I mean zero deals yesterday for the Packers, the Rams, and the Bucks. Did 
did any of those three teams not dealing surprise you? I would say the only one that doesn't surprise me is the Bucks. I mean, I think the Bucks have everything they need to be successful. They're just not being successful right now. Right. I mean, they still have that that crazy offense. They have a good defense. I mean, the defense has been the the highlight of the team this year. Um, they got absolutely run up on last game, um, but but their defense was so tired. It was it was a little. It was actually like crazy to see how tired their defense was um, in, in the last game they played. As for the Packers, right, the Packers could use a wide receiver, right? The Packers could have used Chase Claypool. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm incredibly frustrated. I mean, this is like you only got five good years left maximum if you're Aaron Rodgers and that may be lenient. I mean, what are they doing? They're playing in in, in a conference that they're going to have a real shot at to make the playoffs, and, and they just didn't help their guy out at all. Um, the Rams could have traded for a running back. I mean, they could have traded for a running back. They could have traded for a defensive player. But the Rams don't have any picks left, right? So it didn't really surprise me that the Rams didn't trade. The Rams got their Super Bowl last year. Um, the one that surprised me is the Packers. Um, I know they're known for not participating. And, I mean, that was a while ago. You know, they, they for a while they didn't trade much. and They didn't do much in free agency. But, you know, they, they have a new head coach now. I was surprised that the Packers didn't make a move, to be honest. Yeah, the Packers were my biggest number one I was shocked they didn't trade for a receiver. I really thought they were going to get a Chase Claypool or Brandon Cooks. You still can compete. You still have Aaron Rodgers. I still believe you are a top receiver away from getting back to not maybe not as good as last year, but getting some points on the offensive board that you haven't been getting all year. I was really shocked about that. I've been shocked at a lot of moves the Packers have made since Matt LaFleur took over. Number one is when they traded up and drafted Jordan Love. 24th overall and passed on like say Justin Jefferson when they could have had him that really surprised me I still don't get why they trade up for Jordan Love who's just been pretty much collecting money on the bench the past few seasons he's not their future he hasn't looked good when he has played he hasn't looked good in the preseason Bucks I agree with you that didn't surprise me I think that the Bucks have more problems internally than they have with their personnel I don't think bringing in another receiver defender was going to make too much sense the Rams surprised me too because with the Rams I feel like they always try to make a deal and I know they don't have picks but what are you doing with Cam Akers like like get rid of him even if you get something as bad as a fifth or sixth round pick for the guy at least you get something for him he's just wasting away sitting on the bench he doesn't get along with Sean McVay Sean McVay Sean McVay's not trading him or not playing him. I don't understand why they didn't trade him. They could have pulled the Jeff Wilson route or even Naheem Hines. I mean, why couldn't they trade Cam Akers? Yeah, why couldn't they trade Cam Akers to the Bills and get a fifth-round pick or something like that and Zach Moss? I I don't understand that. I think the rate, the Rams could have at least did something, but they I think they basically are are stuck. They're, they're at a loss. What other assets that do they have really that's a value that they could trade? They're not le- they're not parting ways with Cooper Cup or Allen Robinson. There's really no one on the on the defensive end besides Aaron Donald that any other team would want. Jalen Ramsey really hasn't had a good season. So Rams are stuck. I hate to say it. They might have to be in the rebuilding mode the next few years. Yeah, I'm seeing that the Rams reportedly offered 2024 and 2025 first round picks to the Pat to the Panthers for Brian Burns. Hmm. Yeah, and they didn't end up trading Brian Burns. Brian Burns is good, but the Panthers didn't have to trade him. He still is under contract, I believe. He's gonna the Panthers defense is fine. There's nothing wrong with the Panthers defense. I think that in the offseason, the Panthers will get a quarterback in the draft, whether it's a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud from Ohio State. They're really gonna get a young quarterback. They'll probably draft a few a few other guys on the offensive line to give him some support. So I think they're focusing on rebuilding their their uh, offense in the offseason, and they want to keep their defense intact. But we are out of time for today. This was a quick hour that went by. Jacob, I want to thank you for joining me on this NFL trade drafts uh, deadline special. Jacob and I will be back tomorrow with our usual fantasy stardom sit-ems for the week. And before we sign off, Jacob, any last thoughts or words for the audience? You know, it, it, it's pretty clear we know who the major players are in the NFL this year. It's going to be sh- it's shaping up to be a good AFC and NFC race. So I'm excited. I hope everybody, everybody else is excited. 
for the rest of the NFL season. It's uh it's 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 truly different when we have the NFL going on and and it just is such a light, I think, in a lot of people's lives. So hope you're enjoying it. We certainly are here. Happy to make content about it. We love doing it. So that's what I have to say. All right. Well said. Well, everyone, we will see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye.